Howdy, hey, it's Randall K. sitting, and I'm not Stacy Lynn Harp. What the heck? I wasn't supposed to do that. Let's do that. Bring this name up instead. And it is kind of dark in here. I didn't turn on the light. I've been sitting here working in the dark, and uh, anyway, didn't bring up the tunes, anything like that, anything exciting. So I see there are actually some people here watching live. So listen to some tunes while I walk over there and turn the light on, all right? Anyway, we haven't fun yet. Let's try turning that down a little bit. Hey, howdy, hey, Randall K coming to you live here from spectacular uh, Spring Hill in magnificent Middle Tennessee. And once again, I'm flying solo on a Sunday evening, and so all these things to uh, sort of coordinate here. And uh, many windows to watch. Alright, so I think I got everything going here. A little late start on things because, um, anyway, just a lot to shuffle here. A lot, lot of uh, uh, application windows to juggle here. And it looks like everything's going alright now. We're live on Facebook, we're live on YouTube, and we are live on Twitch. Good to go. A little bouncy start there. You know, I don't need... You know who I am. I introduce myself. I can take my title off just like that, right? That's supposed to go. Go off, disappear, not come back. There we go. Alright. So, I hope not to go too long tonight. This is Father's Day here in the United States. And it is also the first day of summer. Uh, I don't know what all y'all are doing to celebrate. Uh, one or both or neither. Um, but since it is Father's Day, and what happened to my little bug there in the corner? I want that, this thing over, whoops, wrong way. Well, over on the right side. <laughs> there, there. The point, my left side, the right screen. Alright, so, everything is complete now. Again, bumpy star. All right, so I'm not a father myself. I'm a I'm a dog father, but um, the scripture does have well not a whole lot to say about fatherhood in terms of in terms of specific commands and scriptures. There is more giving in the scriptures and the law of Moses specifically to honoring father and mother to honor our parents than there is. Uh, about actually those departments, you know, those um, departments, you know, those responsibilities of uh, mother and fatherhood. But uh, I'm going to uh, share some stuff. This is Sunday in the Scriptures, after all, and I'm going to uh, make sure that I can bring up my slides for you. Yeah, I will. See, there's that configure button. Yeah, that's where it's supposed to be going. Oh, only I want to actually start the show here. 
center and now grab that screen see what happens yeah that'll get it it looks um it's like it's getting chopped off a little bit there we can fix that we can correct that yeah we can I'm looking off to my left here because I'm uh, looking at the preview screen, getting that dialed in. Let's see if we can size this thing up properly. Ah, that'll do. All right. So we are going to be looking at the word um, momentarily here. And, you know, this is what happens when you're solo, that you don't get all this stuff set up beforehand. Normally, it's Stacey Lynn that, you know, she's hosting, and meanwhile, I'm setting up the program, even into the time that she's, uh, uh, you know, doing a little a monologue there and greeting everybody. Uh, I'm still doing some of the last-minute stuff, uh, because I can, and now I'm not a great multitasker, so as I'm doing the introduction, all this sort of stuff... I'm also trying to set some stuff up on the fly, including sneezing. Yeah, I seem to, whereas I, I mean, I've had allergies all my life, um, and most people, when they move from somewhere else here to Middle Tennessee, uh, their allergies get worse, not mine. Mine improved until this year. I seem to be more sensitive to things um, in the air, I guess. Whether it's smoke or scents or, you know, smells or... And I don't know what sort of pollens and things are going on. There seems to be an abundance of clover this year in everybody's yards like never before. It's like the year of the clover, so I don't know if uh, that's anything different. But anyway, I've been sneezing a lot more lately. And my eyes seem to be sensitive to things more so than more so than usual um i was gonna tell you about something somewhere as i was setting this up but anyway not gonna worry about it right now i do want to remind you uh, that this is a listener supported uh, broadcast and this isn't the greatest example of it tonight with a bumpy start and uh, i'm not your normal host I'm not your sweet and lovable host. I'm just uh, I'm just the AV sidekick, basically, and co-host. Um, so, but uh, if you watch this program at other times, like a Friday or Saturday evening, and you like it, you want to see more of that, uh, then uh, this is listener-supported uh, and is the production of a non-profit organization as well. So... Uh, any gifts to help underwrite the expenses of this broadcast uh, is a tax deduction, and you can make those contributions over com forward slash give. And uh, that's to PayPal. We tried some other payment providers and whatever. PayPal works for most people. And anyway, you'll see uh, when you do that, it is a payment to Hearts Tug International, which is the umbrella ministry for all the stuff we do here which is not just these broadcasts but some uh, discipleship and uh, ministry stuff that goes on uh, all during the week uh, that we do with um, 
yeah, discipleship, really. Um, whether it's one-to-one or one-to-many, one you know, in groups or uh, in, uh, with individuals. And uh, it's good stuff because that's what, that's what the Great Commission is. Uh, you know, in Matthew uh, chapter 28, Yeshua, Jesus said, um, a lot of times people put the emphasis on go into all the world, but that's, uh, the English translation isn't the best there. Uh, I would translate more like having gone or since you are going, uh, it's in the aorist tense, the verb there, one that we don't have in English, but the, the sense is since you're going to go, it's like a given that you're going somewhere. The imperative there in the, the commission, the command is to make disciples, um, you know, of all peoples, of all nations. And so, as believers, that's what we ought to be about. Anyway, so, let me then, let me then, um, also, yeah, there's some stuff going by. If you're watching the video, not listening to the audio podcast version of this, um, but if you're watching the video live or replay, there's this scrolling text going across the bottom, and you'll see some things there, how you can uh, get involved on another level, just rather than watching or listening. One way is to text Bible News, as one, the two words concatenated is one term, text Bible News, you know, on your phone, your SMS, uh, send an SMS message, uh, text Bible News to the number 33222. That's two threes and three twos. Text Bible News to 33222. That will get you on our uh, text messaging list that will give you uh, updates about what's going on, upcoming programs, uh, things going on in our daily disciples group uh, in the face on Facebook. And uh, you can also text the term Team Unstuck. Again, two words concatenated together because, you know, SMS works that way with, like, keywords. Uh, Team Unstuck, again, to that same number, 33222. And that will put you on another uh, text message list. That one's for Bible reading accountability, where you'll get a text every day that says, Hey, where are you reading in the scripture? And um, and you should respond with where you're reading. You know, I'm reading in Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, First Kings, Second Kings, you know, Exodus, Leviticus, wherever you're reading in the Bible, you know, what chapter. And, you know, um, we've stressed so many times on this program the importance of being daily disciples, being in the Word every day, reading the Bible every day, and studies that show how that makes a significant difference in the life of a believer. Uh, just being in the Bible, reading the Bible uh, 20 minutes a day, uh, at least four days a week, and uh, that's sort of the, the tipping point. Uh, if you're reading less than 20 minutes a day and leading, reading less than four days a week, um, probably your spiritual goals you aren't looking any different than uh, a non-believer. Uh, so, minimum four days a week, 20 minutes a day. Not hard to do, really, it's not. And uh, the uh, the Bible reading accountability text message list will help you do that. We've also got some online groups where we do that uh, through something called God Time Together. And if you want to be part of one of those groups, um, 
um, Stacy Lynn handles the text message group. I think you just text on one of those on that group. Uh, not only what you're reading, but hey, I want to be part of an interactive uh, online group. Uh, or you can go over to the BibleNewsRadio.com uh, webpage, website, and there's a page on there uh, for contact, feedback, I forget what it's called. I almost never go there myself, but we're working on a new site, and it's uh, waiting on me to write some copy, so I need to get that done. But anyway, um, there is some sort of a contact form where you can leave your name, and email address, and, and a message, and I'll just know about those things as well. All right, so, wow, almost a quarter after, and I was going to make this a short um, broadcast, so you get on with your stuff. All right, we're going to be getting the word. Uh, the Bible is the only book that comes with its author, so let us approach the author uh, for his insights. Father God, you're an awesome God. You're worthy of every glory, honor, power, blessing, and praise. You are faithful and true, and we're thankful for this, your word, which will never pass away, even though heaven and earth will pass away. Uh, your word will never pass away, and so as we look into it, we pray that you would give us eyes to see, ears to hear, spirits receptive to your spirit, uh, that we might receive all that you have for us. Uh, this time is yours, uh, not mine, not ours together, collectively, uh, viewers and listeners, but yours, really. You own it. You're the king of the universe, so uh, use this time as you will. We ask it in the name of Yeshua, our Messiah. All right, let's do a little smooth transition here. And my presentation for you tonight is uh, Father, the strength of the house, being Father's Day and all. And I do recognize that um, there are those of us that, uh, you know, maybe without fathers today, um, I lost my father or... Uh, a little over two years ago now, how time flies, and uh, uh, Stacy and I ourselves not able to um, conceive and have children of our own, so I'm not a father, and I recognize that there are those uh, uh, maybe who didn't have a great father, and so Father's Day is not something you typically uh, observe or, or celebrate uh, with gladness, but maybe with some aches. And, um, and you know, void in your life. But um, uh, there is a father that we all have, and uh, we'll talk about that as we get into this. So, father, strength of the house. And I say that because, well, you'll see. In Hebrew, the word for father is av, or ab, but of, uh, usually pronounced the, it's a Aleph Bet, and that's, and I should have probably, uh, chose to capture the pointer, so you can do that, yeah, the pointer's on the screen, hopefully you can see that little tiny thing, <laughs> if you're on your phone or something like that, probably not, but Hebrew is read and written right to left, and so this first letter, Aleph, uh, originally, if you look at ancient Hebrew, 
it's the picture of an ox head, which is represent representative of strength. You know, it's the ox, it's strength, you know, it's a strong animal. And if you squint and pretend a little with this block script, uh, which is really Aramaic, but uh, you can kind of see, uh, see the horns coming off the head of an ox. And I have to squint and pretend a little. The second letter is bait, which is um, originally, if you look at it, it's like a floor plan for a tent. It shows the entrance of the tent and then kind of working around into the main area of the tent. Uh, so so bait is uh, the letter or the symbol for house. So if you look at the f word for father of, it is the strength of the house. Um, so, and that tells us a little bit about who a, a father uh, is to be. That's um, the idea um, and, and Hebrew thinking, and certainly uh, in Scripture, is father is strength of the house. Uh, and, and, you know, we talk in more uh, modern times, usually about father being the, the head of the house, the, you know, uh, head of household, that kind of thing. In uh, Christendom, we often talk about father being the, the priest of the house. But uh, the idea in, in Scripture is that father, and in the Hebrew language, of is strength of the house. So, too many windows here. All right. Here's some famous fathers from the Bible, and we can see that Av is part of their name. There's Avraham, uh, whose name means exalted father. Uh, of course, you know, he's the original patriarch of the uh, of Israel. He's the father of Isaac, who was the father of uh, Yaakov, who became Israel. And, but the whole thing started with uh, Avraham or Avram before God named, renamed him to Avraham. Um, but you see that Av at the beginning of the name. There's also Resh, He, and Mem, and we could talk about the meanings of those, let those letters, but I want to <laughs> get out of here within the hour. But So there's Avraham, Exalted Father. There's Aviatar, or Aviatar, uh, which means Father of Abundance, or My Father Excels. Um, he was the... He was the man who was appointed high priest by King David. And interesting story. We could get into his father and the, when David was running from Saul and etc. But not a Bible study in First Samuel tonight. But a name you might recognize. There's Avner or Abner, as we would say uh, in English. Avner, which means father of light. We see Av, which is father and ne'er light, father of light, or my father is a lamp. Uh, that was the leader of King Saul's army. And then another famous father from the Bible, and only it's more than one person, Avimelech, or we might read it as Abimelech, um, as English speakers, but Avimelech, uh, which means my father is king. It's made up of Av-E, Avi, that yield makes it 
my possessive Avi, my father, Melech. Melech is a king, so my father is king. Uh, so we find both uh, Avraham and Yitzhak, Abraham and Isaac encountering a Philistine king named Abimelech, though I, uh, given the time frame between the two events, probably not the same person, but more of a title. Anyway, so name of the Philistine king. Also, uh, Gideon or Gidon, he named one of his sons uh, Avimelech, which is kind of um, a little bit arrogant, don't you think? <laughs> to name your son, my father is king, and otherwise you're thinking of yourself as king. Anyway, that was for free. So, you see that of there being part of their names, and uh, that idea that, that father, the strength of the house. So, rather than just names, you know, biblical names in the Bible, what what about fatherhood? Going back to the strength of the house, what does a father look like in the Bible? Uh, the first command we see, really concerning husbands, who would to become a father, uh, Genesis chapter 2 verse 24 read therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall cleave unto his wife and they shall be one flesh and and quite literally if they join in you know intimate relationships and have offspring the two do become uh, one flesh you know 23 chromosomes from both the from each parent uh, combining the, the two become one flesh, but I think it's important to note that that God says, speaking of the husband of the man, the man is to leave his father and mother, cleave unto his wife. And I think that's so important, and that's probably where some some marriages suffer. I know it's been the um, it's been the subject of a you know a TV sitcom or two, but a man should leave his father and mother. He shouldn't continue to be uh, you know mama's boy or dependent on his parents because uh, he can't be a father. He can't be the strength of the house if he's looking to others uh, for his strength and support. Not that she, he should write off his parents, diss them, and and ignore their. Um, you know, ignore their advice and instruction, but being uh, being a husband, being a father, is to uh, take uh, is to remove himself from that support and become the strength of his own house, not the the proxy or the puppet uh, of his parents and a new home. He's supposed to leave his father and mother and cleave. Uh, to his wife, uh, creating a new, you know, a new family union. Interesting, doesn't say anything of the, the woman uh, in the same respect, but the father, you know, the man, the man shall leave his father, mother, and cleave unto his wife. And that's to start a new unit, independent of his parents. He needs to step up. All right. In Proverbs 3.12, we read, For whom the Lord loves, he corrects, even as a father, the son in whom he delights. 
and that's going again i think speaks to the the, the strength of the house um fathers are to not uh keep their children you know cowering in fear beat up but uh to correct um you know, we may say discipline and i think when it comes to young children when it's hard to reason with them, you know, a little swat on the behind or whatever, a little slap of the hand makes sense. They can relate to that pretty easy. Um, understand that pretty quickly, more so than, you know, um, abstract reasoning. Certainly as children get older, you, know, you can talk to them and work through them, uh, reason with them, work through things with them, and certainly there should be some consequences, you know, no phone or grounded or whatever, those things help, but there the father is, if, if he delights in his children, loves them, he's to, he's, he's to correct them, the Lord does the same with us because he loves us, it's fathers that really don't give a rip about the children that are apathetic about the children that just let them run wild and do whatever let them figure things out for themselves a the strength of the house a father should be um guiding directing and correcting his children and to give a look at that in the new testament Paul writes in Ephesians chapter 6, he says, And ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath. That is, don't do things to just make them angry or, you know, um, you know, your discipline, your correction. It shouldn't be just to make them, so they can't wait to get out of the house and they're rebellious and they resent you. Don't provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Yes, that needs to be strong um it needs to be strong and sober but um the being careful not to um stir them you know provoke them to rebellion and to wrath like you know i hate you and can't wait to get out of this place um, i mean i was a teenager once i mean we <laughs> when we get to be that age you know teenagers really 13 you know, puberty, puberty, however you want to pronounce it, comes along, we start to, we start to grow up, and we start to individuate from our parents, and, um, I, I've been a child, not been a parent, but I've talked to plenty of parents, and seen plenty of children, and I mean, it's just something we're doing naturally, is that individuation from our parents, but to, um, have that, um, you know, so, to be careful not to, make them you know upset the children to, it's difficult parenting is for cowards uh to borrow a a um you know a book title from dr james dobson years ago i see mark anthony brown out there watching on facebook hey mark glad to have you there and i see folks watching on youtube though Nothing showing up in the the chat. I don't know if y'all are chatting or not, um, but I'm not seeing anything, and I'm not even seeing where I can chat back. Um, well, that's weird. Yeah, so maybe something's wrong with uh, 
my chat. What if I refresh this? I hope it doesn't kick me off at YouTube. Oh, okay. That restored the, uh, the, um, chat box. Okay. Let me pop in a test comment, make sure. Okay, I can comment from the side. Just want to make sure I'm not missing anything. All right. And see a viewer out there on Twitch as well. Anyway, if you want to want me to say hello, give you a shout out, just type something in the chat box. All right. So, um, so back to the biblical fatherhood and that discipline and correction of children. Don't provoke your children wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admission of the Lord. Uh, very important in that correction, not just correct them for correction's sake, you know, to what standard, you know, what, what, to what standard of right and wrong. Well, nurture and admonition of the Lord. And similarly, Paul writes in Colossians, uh, same idea, fathers provoke not your children to anger, uh, lest they be discouraged. And you know, uh, as the writer of Hebrews says, you know, no chastisement, no discipline is is enjoyable for the moment. But you know, afterward, it yields a peaceable fruit of righteousness. You know, we've maybe heard of parents say, "This is going to hurt me more than it hurts you." Um, it's not an enjoyable thing to do, but it's it's a necessary thing. And uh, fathers, if they love their children, they'll correct them, not not in such a way to, to, to provoke them to wrath or, you know, discourage them so they get angry, but um, in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Well, and why the, uh, the, the nurture and admonition of the Lord? Well, for lots of good reasons, because... The Lord is the Father of all, and ultimately, no matter whose children we are, um, we need to become uh, children of God. Um, not everyone is a child by his nature, all of God's creation, but we come into the family of God uh, through the Messiah, as we read in John chapter 1, verse 12, as many as received him, speaking of Messiah, of the Christ, of Jesus, to him he gave uh, the right or the privilege, the authority uh, to become children of God. Um, just like, you know, I'm, I'm not anybody's child and all children, not everybody's, everybody's children, not, you know, a child only has one father, really. And uh, if if the biological father is not around, that that child can legally become a child of a particular man, his father, through adoption. And it works the same way with the Father God, the Heavenly Father, that would become children of the Father through adoption. Um, anyway, so bringing up children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord, because... Ephesians chapter 4, there is one body and one spirit, even as ye are called and one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. 
whereas Paul speaking to believers there, he's certainly above all and and through all he's working in all, but he's in those who are adopted into his family. Um, I mentioned Hebrews earlier about um, about discipline and how it's not enjoyable. Um, but similar, uh, I think it's in the same chapter, pulled this verse from. It says, furthermore, we had fathers of our flesh, that is, you know, our earthly biological fathers, which corrected us, or maybe they weren't our biological fathers, maybe an adopted father. Uh, if they were, you know, good fathers, they corrected us, and we gave them reverence. We respected them for that, hopefully. And if, you know, if we had fathers, earthly fathers that corrected us and we gave them reverence, the writer Hebrews says, shall we not much rather be in subjection unto the father of spirits and live? If, if giving reverence to our earthly fathers meant, meant that we could live a less troublesome life, more trouble-free, less troublesome. However, want to say that. Uh, you know, how much more being in subjection to the Father of spirits, uh, Father God, and live according to His correction, His instruction. And my virtual clicker here. And so, Father God, He's a good Father. He's a good, good father. As James writes, James chapter 1 verse 17, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Now, our earthly fathers might have good days, bad days, tough day at work, you know, tough day at the office, or something is working, and and sometimes their correction is good. Sometimes their correction is self-centered. Uh, you know, sometimes out of frustration. Sometimes out of love. And uh, sometimes it's not there at all. And, and as human beings, we're inconsistent. And our motives are all over the map. You know, some things, sometimes we do things from selfish ambition. Sometimes we do things from frustration. Sometimes we actually do things out of, you know, altruism and um, genuine love for others, but, you know, it can vary from day to day, and some days it can vary from hour to hour, you know, um, but, but the Father of lights, uh, above, you know, Father God, with him there's no variableness, there's neither shadow of turning, he's, he's the same all the time, he's dependable, uh, his motives aren't all over the map. Uh, he's driven uh, by righteousness and holiness and love, uh, which we see as uh, Jesus describes in Matthew chapter chap Matthew chapter five. It says, "But I say to you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you." And pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you, that you may be children of your Father which is in heaven. For he makes his sun to rise on the evil and on the good, and sends rain on the just and the unjust. So this is the character of 
God the Father, the Heavenly Father, that you want to be children of your Father, you want to be like Him? Well, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. That Those are the characteristics of your Father in Heaven. For, you know, he makes the sun to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the just and the unjust. That is that he gives good things. You know, sun and rain, we we may think of, oh, sunny day, a happy day, unless it's really hot. Uh, gosh, too hot today. Or we may think of rains, ah, rained on my parade or a bummer thing. But if, if you're a farmer, you know, even if you're not a farmer, uh, you, or you know a farmer, you know that there are farmers if you buy your food, whether it's from a farmer's market or at a grocery store. Um, if not for the growing of food, none of us would be eating. And uh, there would be no growing of food if not for rain. Well, we have irrigation, blah, blah, blah. Well, that water wouldn't be from somewhere to take if it weren't for rain. Uh, the whole hydrologic cycle. Uh, rain coming down and evaporating and going back up and getting purified, all that kind of stuff. Um, that's a gift from God. He makes his sun to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the just and the unjust. Uh, merciful, gracious, that's who God the Father is. And if you want to be uh, like your Father, if you want to be um, children of your Father in heaven, then be like that, gracious, merciful, loving your enemies, blessing them that curse you, doing good to them that hate you, praying for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. All right. Next slide. So that's that's the Heavenly Father. So what is love, anyway? Love. We're coming back to Hebrew. Remember, remember the father, Av, is the strength of the house. That ox in the house, the strength in the house. Um, well, you want to know what love is? If you look at the Hebrew word for love, Ahava. Um, we have that Aleph, we have that Beit, but we also have the He in there. Uh, which um, in, in ancient Hebrew looks like someone holding up their arms. It's like, hey, look at this, behold. So, um, behold the house and behold the father, or behold the or behold, behold the house and behold the strength. Um, and if we will, love is you want to look at that is it's it's looking at the strength and looking at the house. Um, basically, you look at the father who is the strength of the house, and we look at the heavenly father who is the strength of all the host of heaven, the king of the universe. Um, there is love. And love so wonderfully expressed by God in that famous First John chapter 3, verse 16, as Jesus told Nicodemus, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. That is love. God is love. God so loved the world that he gave. Love gives. And love gives sacrificially. He gave his only begotten son um, 
for his favorite children, for his uh, the ones, <laughs> you know, the ones that uh, respected him, and the ones know that whosoever, anyone, God's all of the world, everybody, that whosoever believes in him, that son, should not perish, but have everlasting life. James wrote, every good and perfect gift, how about everlasting life? Is that a good gift? Is that a perfect gift? I think so. One more slide for you, and then uh, I'll let you go here. What is love? Jesus said unto him, and that would be Philip, as we'll read, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes unto the Father but by me. If you had known me, you should have known my Father also. And from henceforth you know him and have seen him. Philip said unto him, Lord, show us the Father, and it is sufficient for us. Jesus said to him, Have I been so long time with you, and yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He that hath seen me hath seen the Father. And how sayest thou then, Show us the Father? So you want to know love? You want to behold the house? You want to behold the strength? Behold the strength of the house? You can behold the Father. Well, Father, the Father's spirit. He's spirit. God is invisible. No man has seen God at any time, the scripture tells us. Um, God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. What does he look like? Well, we can see his character throughout the Old Testament, that he's holy and just, but also loving and merciful and gracious. We're so privileged that God put on human skin. Uh, the word, the eternal word, the word of God became flesh and dwelt among us. Went by the name Yeshua, Jesus. Yeshua, Yahweh, God is, Yah is salvation. Um, and he showed us what the Father is like. You want to know what the Father is like? Have I been with you so long? You've not known me, Philip? He that has seen me has seen the Father. How do you say then, show us the Father? So if you really want to know what biblical fatherhood looks like, you can look at Yeshua, you can look at Jesus. Although we had no children, biological children, uh, has certainly many spiritual children, and you can see how he was and is with his children. Uh, that he was firm. He certainly corrected or they were wrong. And um, certainly was gracious, merciful, exercised love, um, demonstrated love, sacrificial love. And in fact, uh, I think of Ephesians chapter 5 where... Paul writes that husbands ought to love their wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her. Uh, sacrificial love, self-sacrificial love uh, for the good of the church and for uh, 
the good of the children. That's that's the love of a father, the love of Yeshua, the Messiah, the love of Jesus is a um, great example of fatherhood. Now I know earthly fathers have fallen way short of that um, and will because, hey, we're not perfect, but uh, the more that uh, we observe him, uh, the more we'll be like him. Uh, for God, Romans chapter 8 has uh, predestined us to be conformed into the image of his son. Uh, that's um, that he wants us to have uh, the same nature and we don't do that um, just somehow just automatically it takes uh, you know we become like those that we spend our time with and so it's important to uh, not you just you dads out there but everyone who's a calls himself a child of God to spend time with the Heavenly Father uh, being his word every day prayerfully in his word again the Bible is the only book that comes with its author don't just pick it up and read it so you can check it off your list okay it did 20 minutes in the Bible today but uh, as the psalmist prays in Psalm 108 or some Psalm 119 uh, open my eyes that I may behold wonderful things from thy law. Uh, or as Jeremiah prays, uh, you know, show me wonderful things that I do not know. Um, that uh, as we open the word, as you know, prayerfully approach it, ask God to not only show you, but to conform you into the image of his son, which is really the image of him to be that merciful and gracious, loving, um, and um, but also holy, set apart, righteous, and, and one that can correct others in love uh, because uh, we are walking in the truth and know the truth personally with a capital T, whose name is Yeshua, the way, the truth, and the life. Um, anyway, all right. I was hoping to go a half hour instead of an hour, but almost 45 minutes. But with that, I just thank you for hanging with me in this time. And uh, hopefully you're enjoying this first day of summer and uh, this Father's Day in some, you know, respect or another. Um, you know, certainly, above all, celebrating your Heavenly Father, uh, the Father of Lights. Uh, who gives every good and perfect gift, and whom is no variation or shadow of variableness, whatever, no shadow of turning, that uh, he's consistent. He's not only the strength of the house of God, but the house of this universe. Uh, he's the king of the universe, and uh, he can be the strength of this house, our this temple of his as we yield ourselves to him. All right, go with God. <laughs> or be bold, stand up, and go with God. Or go with God, be bold, and stand up. But usually you have to stand up. Okay, first you have to be bold enough to stand up. And after you stand up, you can go with God. And whether you stand up um, physically or you know just internally, uh, go with God. 
Why? Because he loves you. And uh, that's what I'll endeavor to let people know. Good night. God bless. Oops.